Damn. Damn, damn, damn. 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 Damn, Jimmy. Damn, damn, damn. Jimmy Butler. I just saw Jimmy Butler walking down towards the Miami Heat locker room. Jimmy knows it's over. Jimmy Butler knows it's over. I told y'all. I told y'all every episode of the NBA Finals so far. On the Some Dude Show, I told y'all every game, every post game. I appreciate y'all tuning in, by the way. Thanks for all the support. Everybody riding around with the ox cord in the car. Truck drivers, delivery drivers, everybody listening to the Some Dude Show. Appreciate y'all. But I told y'all, I hate to be that guy. I hate to say I told you so. But I said, this series, it, it feels like Yvonne Drago and Apollo Creed. And I just saw Jimmy Butler walk down towards that locker room and Jimmy looked like Apollo. The Miami Heat tonight looked like Apollo Creed. This team has been resilient all year. The Miami Heat, they've been getting up off the canvas every series when it seemed like it was over. But I got to admit, I think the jig chopper, the jig chopper is hovering, is hovering over Biscayne Bay tonight in Miami. I think it's over. The Denver Nuggets came into Miami and they won both games. Who saw that coming? Just be honest. We live on AMP right now. Some do show. Just be honest. Who saw that coming? Yeah, I saw the momentum Miami got from game two. We saw the momentum they created going back home. I just knew Miami would get one. Maybe even both. Because I wanted to see seven games. Just for the hype. Just for the drama. I wanted to see this go seven. I was rooting for the heat tonight in a crazy way. I wanted more basketball. But the jig chopper, the propellers... Shout out to everybody in the chat. I see a couple helicopters. Todd Dex. Shout out to Todd Dex. The greatest graphics creator known to man. Shout out to my guy, Todd Dex. I see the helicopter. I see the propellers. Throw in the damn towel. I see you, Marty Mar 23. Throw in the goddamn towel, man. Oh, I hate to see the Miami Heat go out like this, y'all. I really hate to see them go out like this. I really do. I hate it. Because they're so tough. They're so tough, man. Eric Spolster, he's doing everything imaginable to keep his team afloat. It's just too much. The Denver Nuggets is too much firepower. Aaron Gordon tonight, looking like Sean Kemp, looking like a prime Antonio McDice. Who saw that coming from Aaron Gordon? They going to Aaron Gordon on the ISOs. Aaron Gordon ISOs. Bruce Brown. Aaron Gordon had 27. Who saw that coming? Who had that on their parlay tonight? Who had Aaron Gordon getting 27 in game four? Who predicted that? KCP was moving the puppies. Contavious Caldwell Pope. I I've been telling y'all, two-time NBA champion. KCP was moving the puppies. He had, he had a big strip and steal. Down the stretch against Jimmy Butler. KCP moving them puppies. Aaron Gordon moving the puppies. 
Aaron Gordon is looking like the best two-way player on the Nuggets team this whole playoffs. He's been drawing the best defensive assignment every series. He went up against Braun the last series, held his own. He went up against Kevin Durant in that series, held his own. Like in any other NBA finals, we might be talking about Aaron Gordon being a possible finals MVP. Kind of like I said it previous episode, Kawhi Leonard with the Spurs that year, 2014, I think. Iguodala in 2015. Aaron Gordon is having that type of impact in this series. The lights have been too bright for Caleb Martin. I agree. Not just Caleb Martin, though. You got to look at it. Gabe Vincent, two points tonight. Max Struess, zero points tonight. Your starting backcourt cannot go out there and give you two buckets. I mean, one bucket. Two points combined from your starting backcourt. The jig is hovering. And I think the talent gap really showed. The talent gap, it was on display in game one. If you go back and watch game one, you saw the size on the interior. Aaron Gordon was playing bully ball in game one. Then in game two, Denver kind of went away from that. Now we sitting here, game four, all the pieces are starting to click for Denver. Jamal Murray, Jokic, as we know. We already, we already can pencil Jokic in for the finals MVP, right? Gas up the chopper cuffs. I see y'all in the chat, man. I see y'all in the chat. The jig is hovering. Uncle Phil, Uncle Phil, you live, man. We live on AMP right now. Uncle Phil, you in the building. My brother, the Nuggets, they came in. They won both games. I was thinking Nuggets in six. I was, I was hoping Nuggets in six, but I don't think we're going to see it. I don't think the Miami Heat going to live to see it. I think the series is over, y'all. Miami, y'all had a good run, but I think it's time. Pat, Pat Riley looked so stressed tonight over there, man. I feel sorry for Pat. I felt sorry for Alonzo. I saw them. I saw them over there. They were shook, man. It's hovering. I think it's. I think it's over. Let me see if I can get my guys on here. Let me see, Mikey, Mikey Jets, live in the flesh, my brothers. Uh, let me see. Yo. D. Burke, you live. It's been a minute, D. Burke. How you doing, bro? It's been a minute. I know you're still dealing with that PTSD, my brother. Well, yeah, man. Lakers, Lakers got me down, man. <laughs> yeah, I, hear, I, hear, I hear it in your voice, D. Burke. Man, them boys had me down, man. But I told you, I told you before the series started, man. Them boys getting swept, man. Ain't nobody beating them for this year, man. I told you Bruce Brown was going to be the X Factor. He just, Bruce. he just, he just, he just been a dog out playoffs, man. But he been like that when he was with Brooklyn. We we talked about it, you know. But man, just shout out to Denver, man. Them boys been consistent all year. They finna get a chip. Shout out to KCP. Shout out moving, to uh, moving, the, moving the puppies like he did in LA. I miss KCP. Yeah. I miss Thomas, KCP. The Lakers Thomas, miss KCP. Thomas Brown, we we he he, he we we was clowning him, but he got away from us and he finna get a ring, bro. <laughs> Yo, I said yeah. it on Twitter. Hey, look, I said it on Twitter, y'all. We live on AMP, some dude show. I said it earlier on Twitter. I said, man, Thomas Bryant, he's about to be on the championship parade float, drinking Lobos. <laughs> he gonna be on the parade float. Yeah, man. boy, he, boy, that boy looking like a genius right now. 
Yeah, yo, 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 Thomas Bryant said, you know what? The hell with playing time. Just give me the ring, bro. Just give me the ring. I can sign with somebody maybe in the offseason. Yeah, he, he's looking like uh, a fucking genius. He's looking like a fucking genius right now. Yeah, he, he needs to go uh, play the lotto. He might win. So, so Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler is on the brink of being 0-2 in the finals. And I are we are we gonna hear a conversation about Jimmy? not necessarily showing up in the finals this year. Like the first time he went, he showed up. But to be honest with you, is it is this going to affect his legacy in any way? I, everybody wants to talk that legacy shit about everybody else. So I feel like the same shit has to apply to Jimmy. And the reason I say that is Jimmy has been the loudest. He's been talking the most shit. And when I saw him walk off tonight, you can see it in his eyes. He can he can he can feel that jig aroma. It's in the arena. It's over, bro. Like, but I, where where are we gonna put Jimmy? Because this series is over. So where are we I gonna? Think, I don't think I don't necessarily think like you know because uh, we ain't even expect him to be here anyway. You know what I'm saying? He kind of over. They over. They, he they, they over overachieved. Yeah, they overachieved. They, over, they overachieved. They beat a lot of powerhouse teams. I think just in that, you know, is just gonna get that that right there is just gonna. What 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 he's built on and just the type of player he is and like I said in the in the, in the chat um I just think like his body you can just tell like his body is just breaking down for you know I, I and, you know ain't no knock on him but he's just put in a lot of work yeah I think you know so I, mean? I think and so we don't have a like a solidified like other like no knock on Bam but like I said Bam I think would do better in a power forward position. And playing alongside a, a solidified, decent, if not prolific, big man to help them out. Um, but they need they they just need more help. They need they 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 got a, they got something to build on. They got the foundation and everything to build on. But I just think like his body breaking down, and he just need he just needs more help because you're playing yeah, against I, a brother team that got a lot of weapons. And I agree with that hundred percent, Mikey. Like Jimmy, he did overachieve, but I just want to raise the point. Like, if you really, really, really be honest about it, Jimmy is a strong, he's a super strong number two that's forced to be in a number one role with this Heat team. That's why I said you go try to get a guy like Dane because Jimmy, he might have been dealing with the ankle situation. He didn't look like his normal self. He wasn't really being that aggressive like he's been. That's why you got to go out this offseason if you're Pat. You can't like you cannot be like satisfied with getting this far. Like they gotta give Jimmy some more firepower. I feel like. Yeah, they definitely do. It's like you could just tell, like he, he you know, he all those injuries and stuff. It start catching up to you, especially like you know uh, when that focus. Like you see, like 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 uh, Gabe Vincent. You know, he been doing this thing, but for some reason after that, after that game too. And they started really putting some more focus on him. He they didn't kind of like took him out the game. Him and like uh and and uh Caleb Martin, you know, because they they came uh, in knowing Caleb Martin, seeing what he did to Tatum, you know. And, look, and we gotta uh, give we gotta give a game ball. We gotta give a game ball to Uncle Jeff Green, who I consider one of the most versatile, one of the most dependable role players ever. He hit a huge corner three there. They put him up nine. And we got to give the whole Nuggets team, the, the role players and everybody, we got to give them some kudos, some some dude kudos, bro. Like, they held down the fort. They kept the team afloat. Jokic got his fifth foul, which I didn't really necessarily agree with. It was a flop on Bam. But when he came out, 
like he they kept they kept the lead. Like the lead was like ten, and I think only they only went down. They only went lost like one point differential. Like they end up being up by nine. So I, I feel like, bro, the team held it down for Jokic, and that was a major part where I feel like the Miami Heat they kind of caved in at the end because they knew the writing was on the wall. Yeah, that that just got back to what y'all was saying about uh the team, the Miami Heat team. Jimmy Butler out there putting it on the line, man. He didn't got him through two and three rounds. Like he gonna need somebody that can, you know, come and help him. Yeah, it ain't necessarily that he that he yeah. folded in the play folding in the in prime time. He just man, he human at the end of the day. That's you know, yeah, he needed he he's a, he like I said, he's a strong number two, and I think he needs yeah. like another he needs another guy that's another alpha guy. Cause bam. Like I told y'all, no more Bam slander. Bam has did everything he could defensively. He's giving it a, a A plus effort on D against Jokic. He's doing everything imaginable because we we said it last episode. He's playing out of position as well, trying to guard Jokic, right? But Bam yeah, has Bam is a natural power for force to play center. But I, I I just think, man, in the offseason, they got to get a center, put him beside Bam because Bam is, is spending way too much energy on the defensive end. But but Bam has brought it his playoffs, so we can't have any more Bam slander. Yeah, I think, Bam, right. would be better at that. I think Bam would be better at that uh, power forward position than that center. He could be, he can, you can put him at center when you're playing a small ball lineup. But I just think just for it'll be better for him and that team if they find a center and he yeah. can play that power forward position. Yo, we live on AMP right now. Some dude show NBA Finals post-game knee-jerk reactions. I know emotions are high right now. The Miami Heat, the Jig Chopper, the propellers are propelling over Biscayne Bay. But we got a special guest pulling up real quick. We got my guy, 13 seasons in the league, y'all. 13 seasons. You saw him with the LA Clippers, the Phoenix Suns, the New York Knicks, even these Miami Heat, the Orlando Magic. He won a three-point contest in 05. I just want to welcome to the Some Do Show. Me and this guy, I'm going to tell y'all a quick story. All-Star Weekend, Utah. We out there, D-Way party space tournament. Everybody having fun. Grown-up affair, right? We in the party. I bump shoulders with this guy. And I look at him. I say, yo, you don't even know who I am, bro. And he leans in, right? He leans in. We both kind of laughing already. He said, cuffs. The jig is hovering, my boy. And I just... <laughs> Yo, I buzzed out laughing. I was like, yo, this social media shit is really powerful. But welcome to the Some Do Show. Q Rich, Quentin Richardson, man, host of the Knuckleheads podcast. Welcome to the Some Do Show, my brother. Hey, appreciate you having me, fam. Appreciate you having me. I definitely remember that day. Yo, it was crazy, man. All-Star Weekend. So have you ever seen anything like Nikolai Jokic, bro? Like, I I'm watching that game, Q. And I'm imagining a matchup with like a prime Elijah Wan, a prime Shaq. We know he's going to get finals MVP, but in your playing days, have you ever seen somebody with this type of overall combination of offensive toolbox and just the IQ? Nah, man, he one of one, bro. I think at the, you know, when he, when it's all said and done and he get through doing everything that, you know, that he he's going to be able to do in this league, you know, he's going to be known as one of the greats, one of the all time greats and deservingly so. I mean, he's accomplished so much and he's not, he not, he, he hasn't even reached 30 yet. So I think, you know what I'm saying? He got some – it's looking like they're going to win this championship, and, you know, they should be set up to be right back in the fight for it, you know, in, with years to come. So, I mean, he everything is looking up for him. Yeah, it's looking up. Like, who would you – Who would, who's a guy in the past that you could see matching up with this guy? Because it seems like right now what I think is going to happen, y'all, 
is you remember those years where when Braun was in when Cleveland the first stint and Dwight Howard was with the Magic and he was like the most physically imposing guy and everybody had to try to build their roster to try to stop Dwight in the East. Now we look now in the West, even though Dwight didn't win a chip, but now we look in the West now with Jokic. Do you feel like teams are going to have to construct their roster, especially in the West, to get through this guy now? Um, definitely, man. I think you definitely, even if even if you don't start or or you're a star big, you don't have a star big guy, you're gonna have to have you a footer down there that's got, you know, this could could do something with him to come come in and, and spare you some minutes and give you some good defensive minutes, possibly defend him individually where you don't have to uh double team. But it don't really matter who you play on him, man. He's gonna do what he do. He's proven that. Yeah, he he's he's proven that, bro. Like I feel like he's gonna get the finals MVP. But what about Aaron Gordon? Aaron Gordon, I feel like he's a great, he's a he's a glue guy, kind of like yourself. Like he's a guy that unheralded, where he don't really get a lot of the pub, but do all the dirty work, do all the little things. But I feel like he's been a great complimentary player and a nice pairing beside Jokic because nobody came into this series saying let's stop Aaron Gordon. And he's low-key being like a finals MVP caliber player this series. Nah, AG definitely has been a great addition to the uh to the team, man. He's a, you know, like you said, he's a guy that you could throw out there. He can do a lot of different things. And I think the biggest thing he's done this series is is his been his individual defense on Jimmy Butler. I mean, Jimmy has pretty much had his way with any of them other wings on the whole Denver roster until until you get to AG. When he gets to AG. For whatever reason, he holds his own, and I think the you know the size and the and the disposition, and you know the strength and the athleticism, all of those different things, you know, create a create a difficulty for uh, for Jimmy. And I think, you know, since AG got there, man, you know, I, I got a chance to watch him real close here in Orlando, so uh, I knew what type of player he was going out there, and it was he's definitely proven to be a huge addition to their squad. And, and how hard is it for a guy like him being a top draft pick coming into the league as a star? Like he came into the league like being like a maybe a future star. He was in the dunk contest and now he's had to take a back seat. But all guys don't do that. You played on teams. How hard is it for a guy to make that transition to saying, you know what? I'm a role player. I'm a bleed. I'm gonna be a glue guy. I'm gonna put my ego to the side. Is that, is that is that what separates a lot of guys when it comes to championship caliber basketball is the ego part. Yeah, I think I think that that obviously does, but I mean we got to be realistic. <laughs> they get they, they, AG still got that bag to get out there. They they re up to him. He, he ain't he ain't you know what I'm saying. So that makes everything. He's not, he, he, he not a vet. He's not a vet minimum guy at all, though. Yeah, and so like you know when you in that situation, when you know when you get to that team, and you look around and he you know for him that's like damn, this is the best team I've ever been a part of. And thinking that he really got a chance, and now you're looking at it, and it's realized, you know, it's a realization that he got a chance to win championships. That proves he made the right decision. But, you know, for him to have to, you know, be in that, be in the role that he is in out there, I mean, that's the thing about their team, man. I don't think, you know, anybody has to 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 kind of check their ego. They got kind of like a free flowing team, even with Joker being the the back to back MVP and could have been the third time. He doesn't present is somebody who like comes in the room and takes up all the room he defers to murray saying how good he is and murray is deferring back so it's not like i don't really get that sense of that type of ego type of existing on their team like that in my opinion we live on amp right now we got q rich on the knuckleheads podcast 13 year nba pulling up to the some do show live on amp q you played in that miami heat culture man like 
We saw you in that Heat uniform. Watching this series, I know you're kind of partial to the Miami Heat and that culture. Can you kind of describe in your own words, like the culture, the Miami Heat culture, the heart, the grit, Alonzo Mourning, they exemplify everything that we, we love about basketball, the grit, the grime. How, how can you really explain and define the Miami Heat culture being in that building before? Man, it's pretty simple to me. It, it starts and, and, and finishes with Pat Riley, bro. Like, I had never been to a team. You know, I played for five different teams. Only one team after uh, after the Heat. But uh, playing, when you get there, it's like, you know, you didn't, I had been four different places, been young, and now I'm older and stuff. But it's like, if say like something with the stream coach. Stream coach come and say you got to do A, B, C, and D. In the past, I could go say, well, what about this? So I, I could go back and forth with them. Bro, when you get to Miami, it ain't no back and forth. You got they gonna come whoever it is. They gonna come tell you what you gotta do. And if you got something to say, it is just one way. You go up to the to, to Pat's office. Oh ain't nobody, ain't nobody <laughs> going up there. That's like you see what I'm saying? You see how they cut a lot of the BS out because it's like, it's like, oh, okay. it's, like it's like Joe Clark. It's like going to Joe Clark and lean on and lean on me principal office. The same energy. Nah, it's like nah, Pat like going to the Godfather's office. I was glad <laughs> okay. I him and it's like kind of like a spotlight on him, but you sitting kind of off in the <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey I'm telling you, my man, that ain't no joke, boy. For real. So look, so looking yeah, at yeah, guys. So looking at guys like Udonis Haslam, like you, you see guys like that, and I feel like honestly, like looking at him, the OG, it's like a, it's like the OG vets like UD, they a dying breed to be honest. Who was your OG vet that reminds you of like a Haslam? Who was your OG vet when you first came in? Hey, I, I can't let like my OG vet when I first came in was uh with Sean Rooks, God bless the dead. He he held us down, but uh outside of him, it was really one of our assistant coaches, Dennis Johnson, God bless the dead. Old DJ from the Celtics, he was our assistant coach like my first uh two, three years in it with the Clippers, and he was the one who, you know, outside of Rooks, who was on our team, who was an OG, but like we really knew and respected everything DJ had did. And, you know, he took a liking to all us young boys anyway, so we used to draw heavy with him. So you so you looking at the evolution right now. I know you're watching these games, Q Rich. I know you're watching these NBA games. You're seeing the offensive explosion, all the buckets, everybody's scoring. It's not a lot of defense like in your era a couple, you know, a couple years back. Wouldn't you just love? I know you love the era. You from my era. We just we went to high school the same era. I know you watching this era though. You probably thinking to yourself like, bro, I'm a three and D wing. How would you see your game? Because you was a versatile guy, Swiss Army knife guy. How would you see yourself fitting in today's game with today's pace and up tempo style? Oh, uh, I've been right at home, bro. We, we, we talk about we laugh, we laugh all the time about that. I mean, I was shooting 16, 17 three point attempts in 04 and 05 when they were scoffing at it and being mad about it. You remember, I played for the Suns. We started this body body shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's like I, I mean, I would have had no problem. Me, you know, I laugh about it all the time, watching the games and talking to some of my former coaches and people I play with. It started people like D Miles. D Miles would have destroyed in this era. Like he'd have been like a four slash five out there. Going oh yeah, crazy. small a small like, ball, a small ball, yeah. Darius Miles, a small ball, Quentin Richardson. Fool. So hey, I, got my, 
I got my son do starting five on Q Rich. I know it's late. I'm gonna let I'm let my guys ask you a question. We got Mikey Jets right here from Shot Town, your hometown. Yeah, I, know, I know I know Mike Mike. I know oh, Mike, yeah, that's, Mike, my, Mike, that's, Mike. that's that's my brother right there. That's you know, me and Q, that's one of my big bros. I you know talk to all through that. You know, we got a lot of history, man. But I you know, I must say this one dude that like I used to like when I was hooping like crazy, I used to pat my game at them. I remember just watching him at Whitney Young, his senior year, like, I know, like, we talk about all this NBA stuff, but, like, y'all don't understand, like, Chicago was, like, a, 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 like, like, how they compared New York and say that's the Mecca, like, Chicago at one point for the basketball talent was, like, we was birthing them, we was putting at least 10 prospects, you know, into the, you know, into the draft every year, and when, I mean, Q, what he was doing in high school, I mean, they went undefeated his senior year. And that they all had on the Jordan 13s, which we all know now. We all call the He Got Game colorway from Ooh. the uh, well, yeah. So cold, they, the whole, the cold, whole cold, team, cold. Look, look, the whole team had them on. They ran through the city, and mind, mind you, the city at this time, the Red West was hard as shit. Like he had hella talent, like in that Red West. Name, so name some of the players. Hey, Q Rich, name some of the players you had to go through in high school to get to the state championship. Man, bro. <laughs> we had league players: Frank Williams, Bobby Simmons, Corey Maggette, Mike Wright. Uh, they probably don't know Anthony Johnson and them boys, but King, Amon you them. Oh yeah, uh, Joey Range, Westinghouse uh, with David Bailey and Cedric Banks. <laughs> well, you know the real West was what it was. That was harder mm -hmm. than everything, else, in my opinion. So the question I asked y'all too: y'all Chicago natives. Y'all seen the basketball culture in Chi-Town. I've never been to Chi-Town. I'm from North Carolina, so y'all know the culture here. We grew up on the dirt courts. Chris Paul, MJ, James, mm -hmm. where you know. It's always been North Carolina hoopers have always been known for their toughness and their IQ. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to ask Q Rich, Q Rich and Mikey right here, live on the Some Do Show, live on AMP. What makes Chicago hoopers different? Than any other city, what makes y'all different? We're we, we gonna take yo, we gonna take your heart. <laughs> I didn't see dudes, I didn't see dudes. No offense, you know, when hot sauce was doing his thing and one tape, all that, you know, that's cute and all that. But he tried to come to the Chicago Pro Am, which is like the original summer, summer league of all summer leagues. Shout out to Drew League, though. But um, he tried to come at the IIT on 31st Street with all that, you know, bop, 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 bop. And they was lock, lock, lock. They gave him a new nickname. His nickname was Mile Sauce after he left that arena. <laughs> so, like, we really known for our defense. Like, most of the coaches for the basketball culture would teach full court defense. And no matter how good the fuck you was on offense, you had to play defense, full court. I'm talking about press you, breaking. And then you had to have a good enough team to break that press and do do that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it, they, it's really the hardcore defense, and then we would, you know, I got a lot of our guys would talk shit to you, like, the most so, shit, like. So, Q Rich, we going to the park, right? We going to the park. Let's say the Chi-Town guys. We going to a park in L.A. or any big city, L.A., even North Carolina, our state. What five Chicago Hoopers are you taking with you, Q? Ooh, ask me that question next. <laughs> Uh, What's your five? Who you bringing? Because I know you got to bring Isaiah Zeke, right? Zeke got to come, right? Yeah, I mean, that's easy win. That's Zeke, D-Wade, man. Um, 
The list is crazy. The list is yeah, actually crazy. Crazy is crazy. You got Jawan. You got Jawan Howard. Jawan Howard. Marcus you Liberty. Got Walker. You got you got Twan. You got Nuke. Um, Anthony, Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis, like it's crazy, bro. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna go. Damn. And Ronnie Fields. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna just go. No, nah, I'm gonna go nasty. I'm gonna go. Um, Zeke, D. Wade, Twan. Shimmy uh, Twan. We talking about Shimmy Twan too. Young Twan. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Cyber Twan. Who else I want to go with? Mark Aguirre. Oh yeah. And then we, and then we gonna go. We gonna go. Uh, I guess we gotta go. Ad at the five. Oh, let me give you mine real quick. I will yeah, put give me, AD give me yours, Mackie. Give me yours real quick. I put Ad at the five. I put Twan at the power forward. I'm putting Q at that small at this at this at the small forward. I'm putting um or the two guard, either one. I'm putting D Wade at the oh yeah, I put D Wade at that two guard. And then for that point guard, it's like, man, I love D Rose, man. Don't get me wrong. I love D Rose, but I gotta go with my guy, Chicago legend, who D Rose learned a lot from. Will the thrill bynum. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. Will Bynum. He had the handles. He had, I'm talking about watching him in high school, bro. He would break dudes down with the Iverson crossover, then take off on you because you wouldn't even think his little athletic butt would take off like that. He would take off on you and bang on you. Like, so I, I would have to say Will Bynum and D Rose would be my sixth man coming off that bench. But yeah, it would be man, Will shout, Bynum. Shout out to Will Bynum. I saw Will Bynum at Georgia Tech. He was wrecking shop. Shout out to Damon Stoudemire, too, man. I talked to Damon Stoudemire. Shout out to him taking that Georgia Tech job. But Q Rich, you in the podcast world now, man. Y'all doing y'all thing over there with the knuckleheads. You and Darius Miles. Did you see yourself getting into this media thing? Did you see this? Did you forecast this when you was a player? Did you say one day, you know, I'm going to get into this media shit? Because I, I don't know if I saw it coming. Did you see it coming? Uh, not to two at the end, man. Two at the end, you know, I did the little sportscaster. You joined at the MBPA offer. Went out to Syracuse, did that. I went to, I mean, that's really what I went to college, what I took in college broadcast journalism. So from that standpoint, that was always kind of like baby, possibly inside stuff, all of that shit. Amara Rashad, I, I rock with that. I thought possibly, but I didn't really. Once I started getting money, I was like, I ain't gonna, you know, whatever. I'm being real, being honest. Yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm mailing it in. I'm mailing it in, baby. I'm going to the sunset. Toward the end of it, it's kind of like, damn, like, you know, like, what else, you know, could I do to still kind of, because, like, once you've been, been around the game so long, it's like, shit, I don't want to be on the outside looking in. So it's like, what else could I do? Where it ain't gonna require, you know, take too much of my time, but I can still find me a lane. Like we kind of just, like I say, me and Black, I can't, we can't never say we plotted or planned on having a podcast show or nothing. And like we literally fell into this and like it just, you know, happened to take off. I was going, I felt like I was moving into the, the, you know, the media side of it regardless, but like this was something that, that just really kind of came organically and we just, we just grew into it. 
I'm loving the show, man. Who who is your all time favorite interview that you and Darius had on the Knuckleheads? Who was that interview that you're always going to remember that stands out the most? I know what he gonna say. Yeah, I think yeah, I do I mean, too. That's, that's I mean, it's easy. I mean, I if it wasn't for the circumstances, I probably wouldn't have one because all of them like for real, like all of them be dope in their own different way. We all find different things out about people that whether we thought we knew them, whether they've been our partners or people that we thought we knew a lot about that. We always find something that we had no clue about, but for obvious reasons, Kobe, man, Kobe's interview wasn't too long before everything went down. And um, yeah, man, that was like, you know, anybody know Kobe, you don't really, if you don't know him, you don't really get those type of times to, to, to kick back and chill with him. And it was like, you know, we spent a good amount of time with him, like when we got there during the morning and before and after the shoot and that whole deal. And yeah, obviously the actual interview was crazy, but like to get a chance to vibe with him and just holler at him on some on some chill shit, we never got to do that before as opponents. Oh, so it's like that's the thing about podcasting and, and doing stuff like this. It's like a time capsule. It's like a time capsule. You getting guys to open up because guys don't trust everybody. And I saw the yeah. interview y'all did with Kobe. I saw the recent uh, video y'all got on YouTube right now, you and Darius, about the nicknames. Right? Y'all did a YouTube about the nicknames, yeah, yeah. all the NBA player nicknames. What is your favorite nickname? I, I feel like my favorite nickname of all time has got to be probably the mailman. Even though Carl Malone had the wackest ass dunk ever that we used to put in his head. It's like the mailman, like that, that's a cold nickname. What is your all-time favorite? I see y'all in the chat too. Give me y'all all-time NBA nicknames in the chat. Who is your favorite, Q Rich? I mean, he, I'm, I'm going to just say, obviously, Air Jordan is the all-time dopest to me, but like, Outside of that, that's like when you're growing up, somebody asks you who your favorite player is, you automatically know it's Mike, but then I'm going to say who else I like because that don't even matter. Everybody like Mike. So for me, I, when I grew up, it was Rain Man. Sean yeah. Kemp, Rain Man. That was, that was the business for me. I was, I was, that was everything, man. You saw the poster and then the way that man just come and the commentator like, man, he rained down on you the way he dunking and taking off from far and everything. Crazy, just you know, he one of the all time best in game dunkers. Period. Yeah, I agree. Like, we was in high school, right? 95, 96. Now, I think it was 96, my junior year. Our coach got us the Sean Kemp Rain Man. That was our team shoes. And you know, they had the high, they had that high ankle support, and they weren't really made for guards. And I could not fucking play in those shoes, but the Rain Man. Sure. So Q Rich, man, look, I appreciate you stopping through. I want to ask you before you go, like you play for all these different teams, the Clippers, the Suns, the Knicks, the Heat, the Orlando Magic. What made you settle? This is for all the listeners out there that's thinking about relocating, you know, guys trying to catch a vibe. What made you settle down in Orlando out of all the cities that you play for? Man, city beautiful, bro. City beautiful. <laughs> hey, Florida sunshine, different. Tax, yeah, it's tax free down here in Florida, Dowdy. Uh, Central Florida is a is a is a dope place to live, man. You'd be surprised how many uh pro athletes or former pro athletes live down here and and and, and you know make make Orlando home, man. It's a it's a chill little place to be. You out the way, you want to get to some excitement. You got Tampa right there, Miami right there. You ain't but a bop from the Caribbean, so you know what I'm saying? We cool down here, man. And Last plus, Mickey Mouse uh, helped them, too, because Mickey Mouse uh, motivated them to stay down there. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Disney. The kids love Disney, so that's a plus, too.
Yo, shout out to Q Rich, man. Quentin Richardson live on the Some Dude Show. Pulling up game four, post game. Bro, much success in all your endeavors, bro. I'll definitely reach out to you. Thanks for the good vibes, bro. You ain't have to do this, but you pulled up on your boy. I truly appreciate it, man. Truly humble. All good, bro. I told y'all I'd come through, so I had to do it. My brother, I'll let you know. My Mike, brother Mike, 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 shot town in the building. That's the yes, you do, man. Yes, hey, sir. Yo, really I got to keep talking about you. Like, like, I know Mike, Mike. Yeah, Mike, Mike, a great guy, man. I, I'm having Mike come through. He's like guest co-hosting some night. This is my guy, man. Real, recognized, real. It's just a real frequency. I tell people, you can meet people all around the world, different cities, and they just good guys, good energy, good frequency. That's what, that's what we do here on the Some Dude Show, man. I appreciate you, bro. I got to get right, cut down here in the summertime, Q. <laughs> you already, you already. Yo, I never, I never been. I never been to Chicago. And oh, I got yeah. some part. I got some partners in the city too, so I gotta make that happen, man. Summertime shot, bro. You gotta slide. Appreciate you, brother. We got uh, my guy Darnell, Darnell Porter, Darnell Porter. You in the building? You been on hold for a minute. How you feeling, brother? Man, I'm feeling good, bro. How y'all boys? How you bro, we vibing. You know the jig chopper is about to land. The series is looking like it's over. Jokic is too much. Murray is too much. Aaron Gordon is too much. Bruce Brown is too much. KCP moving the puppies again. It's over, my brother. Yeah, we wanted the heat. We was we was pushing for him, but hey, as we seeing in this playoffs, bro, the role players not rolling. <laughs> the role players, they look at the, I'm gonna tell you what happens sometimes, right? I said this on Twitter tonight during the game. This is what happens sometimes to men. We're human beings. We have egos, right? All men have egos, and I feel like what happened. This is just my theory what happened. Those role player guys, they're not used to getting this level of shine and notoriety on the NBA level, right? In college, they, they everybody's pretty much a star in college. If you even get to the NBA, you had to be good in college. So they, they were the big man on campus in college. They got to the league. These guys were in the G League. They were scrappy. Good guys to get to this point, right? But they got to this point, and the lights are a little too bright in this moment. And they're really looking in the mirror and they're really looking like G League players. And it's no dis it's no disrespect to those guys, but I just feel like that's why you haven't heard me say a bunch of stats on here and a bunch of different numbers and all these variables and analytics, because if it's a flat out talent gap in this series, and I feel like the Nuggets just flat out have better players than the Heat. That's what we're seeing. Yeah, that's that's facts. Um definitely seeing. Eric Sposter, them food truck uh, suggestions. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on, hold on. Let me say this. Let me say this. I'm glad you brought it up because I, I said it in the chat. Coach Sposter, if you listen, we are live on app right now, baby. We are live on the Some Dude Show, and we're about to go in a few minutes. I just got to say this. I'm Some Dude, Cuffs the Legend. I'm officially starting the recruiting campaign. Laker Nation, if you're listening, Coach, Spro Coach Sposter, Coach Eric Sposter, Spo, come to death row. You see how they rhyme? Coach Spo, come to death row. Hold on, hold on. Here's how it's going to go. I'm going to tell y'all how this is going to go. Coach Spo going to say, the quote going to be, you know, I, I spent a lot of my life under the tutelage and mentorship of Pat Riley. He taught me everything I know about the game. I learned so much from this guy. He's like, he's like, like, like you said, he's, he's the godfather, right? 
He's Corleone. But when the L.A. Lakers come calling, when the L.A. Lakers come knocking on your door, you can't say no, Eric. You can't say no, Spo. Can you imagine? I just want to put this in the atmosphere. Could you imagine this season with these Lakers being coached by Spolstra? I, I can't sleep at night thinking about it sometimes. It'd be a dream come true. And you, <laughs> and you, and you know, now that you put it in the atmosphere, uh, you know, Lakers Nation about to be blowing up Spoh with some food trucks. That's what probably never let it happen. I'm telling you, that that dude is the, 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 the like you said, the boss. Like, that man ain't yeah, going to let Yeah, that, that's what's funny about it because I'm just putting it out there. Hoping the basketball gods answer that prayer, but it's never going. Pat Riley is not. never, never letting. Absolutely that not. Pat Riley is never letting Spolcher leave the city of Miami to coach. But you he know, was, you know, I told you you the new media, bro. So you know now, Lake Nation in here. I know they in here. They listening. They about to go and send this man all different types of food stuff. Taco emojis. Taco emojis. Send the taco emojis right now. I need to see those taco emojis. So if you see a taco emoji, I don't know if Eric Spolcher even has an Instagram or social media because I feel like he's like a ninja. like He's like so undercover type guy. But I, I, I would love to see the Lakers. And this is I know people say when you say no disrespect, you're really about to disrespect somebody. I'm not disrespecting Darvin Ham when I say this. I'm just simply saying live on the Some Dude Show, live on AMP, the beautiful platform AMP, man. Spread the word. Share, like, hit that button, man. I'm just saying it. I think Coach Spo should come to death row. It would look so nice. Chris Paul, LeBron, AD, Spolstra, Rui, Reeves, maybe Nas Reed, maybe Brooke Lopez, maybe Trey Lyles off the bench. Like I, I, I'm just putting it in the atmosphere, y'all. Hey, did you see that? Did you see that? Uh, that that comedy skit was when they did playing Eric Spoelstra at the game. If y'all, Crockett, he had the exact space that Spoelby made. Yo, shout out to Avion Crawford, Crockett. I'm sorry, that's a good dude, man. He's from North Carolina. One of my good friends is good friends with him. Actually, he went to Fayetteville State, bro. He looked exactly like Eric Spoelstra in that spoof. Bro, movie. that shit had me dying laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I I think it's over though, y'all. I think it's over, man. Yeah, Miami, they, cooked. they cooked. They cooked, man. They looking like Apollo Creed now. They looking like Creed, man. And I had a feeling. What did I tell you? Didn't I tell y'all this before this started? It, it was. It felt like Drago and Creed going into this. <laughs> Look at the taco emojis. Yeah, yeah. if he yeah. dies, he dies. That's what judges yeah. don't say when he gets that MVP. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> <laughs> if he dies, he dies. He's looking over at Jimmy, over there, bent over because he's tired from putting up an epic Jimmy game and say, thank you for my MVP. If he dies, he dies. I got to say this live on AMP before we go. Miami Heat fans, y'all some front runners. Miami Heat fans, your home crowd, y'all a bunch of fucking front runners. I've been to the finals there. I've seen it in person. I've been to playoff games, Eastern Conference Finals, semifinals. I've been in that building back when it was America Airlines. Y'all some front runners. Y'all didn't give no I energy like to that. That, I, I, know like like, that. I know it's been like that. It's always been a joke how they leave early. As you saw tonight, they left early. But they didn't give any energy to that to that to the home team tonight. I felt like if you go back and watch the first quarter, the crowd looked nervous in the first quarter. 
And you don't think it was quiet the whole yeah, night. The, the crowd was nervous. So the what you gotta understand as a player, you can feel when your home crowd is nervous. I feel like if he dies. Yeah, you, you feed off of their energy. That's what the role players feed off. So if they nervous, players nervous. Bro, I mean, you had they had two points tonight, two points from Max Struess and Gabe Vincent combined in the finals. They must be hanging out with D Lo in the club. <laughs> yeah, that was the quietest crowd I home crowd I ever seen. But they been front runners back when Brown was there. So that that's ain't what, nothing new. Yeah, that's why I said what I said. I've been in that arena and seen that crowd. When they get a 10-point lead or they get up in a comfortable way, they start jumping around. They're playing all type of music. I told y'all the bongos is out. The bongos were not out tonight. The Miami Heat had an opportunity to push this shit to seven, I feel like. If they would have won tonight, Denver would have probably won game five. They can come back, get game six. But now, bro, I don't see a scenario. I know the Heat have been resilient all year, but I didn't like the way Jimmy eyes look. I saw that jig twinkle. I saw the jig twinkle in his eye when he was walking out. When he was walking through the let, let, me, let, me say, let, me, let me say this real quick, cuz. Let me say this real quick. And, I, and for all you suckers that was comparing LeBron to, and Jimmy, y'all got to quit, brother. Y'all have to quit. I saw those. I saw those. Y'all, y'all got to stop, man. Jimmy could. Jimmy a good player. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Jimmy that dude, but he ain't. He not LeBron or my own Giants, bro. Now y'all I think. Some, I think. I think sometimes now in this world we live in, with the media and Twitter and everybody rushing to have the the funniest meme, right? We live in this capacity now where who can make the funniest meme first? And I feel like all these fucking memes, the whole meme culture is corny as hell now because nobody really talks basketball discourse like we do here. It's always about like some goofy shit, some corny shit sometimes. We, we get into a different place with basketball now. I feel like it, it's, it's not about the actual game no more. And I saw all those memes floating around with Jimmy Butler and Michael Jordan. It was kind of cute at first, but now as we see the deep water, you know, the heat getting into that deep water now. Jimmy is just overachieving. He's overmatched. And I he just feel like, out. yeah, he capped out. He's a He has been a number two and a number three option his entire career. Minnesota, the Sixers, the Bulls for a reason. Like, he, he has played out of his mind. I'm not going to lie. This playoff run, Jimmy has solidified himself. But I think Pat Riley's even thinking that tonight. He's not sleeping well. Pat Riley not sleeping well. Mickey Arison and them guys. They're not sleeping well. Udonis Haslam is stressed out right now. UD is not sleeping well. You got to go get Dame or somebody like a Dame right now if you're Miami. Yeah, that's what I'm about to ask. Do you think they go after Dame? That should be their, That should be the primary target for the Miami Heat. Like Joel Embiid. Jo- I'm going to keep it real spicy before I go. We live on Amp Some Do Show. You got to call around to Toronto, Siakam. You get a guy like Siakam, he's not a flashy name. He's not a big name, but he's an all-star caliber guy who can give you 35-plus. He can give you 30. Like, Jimmy needs a guy where it's like, when I don't really have it going tonight or I'm just not really in my bag like that, I can really have another guy that's a knockdown guy that can shoot, he can score. Because Bam is forced to be a two when Bam is really a three. Like He's a three, meaning like Bam should be like your third option. I feel like Bam, Bam can't really be your second option. It did work this year, but I don't see it working going forward. Like Tyler Hero would have been that guy. 
But now I think it's too late to bring Tyler Hero back. Do you think they get into the Kyle Anthony Towns sweepstakes? That would be a spike. That would be a spicy move. I think they definitely. I think it's definitely time for Minnesota to tweak things because that's Anthony Edwards' team now, and we've seen the goof truth. Go Bear, Cat. They, they they goofy. That's like goofiest front court in NBA history. One of the that's the highway robbery trade of all time with Gobert giving up all those picks. But the, the Timberwolves going to have to trade, move some things around, build around Anthony Edwards. Chris Paul, I feel like Chris Paul would be a sleeper to go help Minnesota. But I agree. Cat would be very, very intriguing. But here's, here's, what, I would do if I, here, here's what I would do if I was Pat. I'm going to let y'all chime in. Here's what I would do if I was Pat Riley this summer. I'm going to dangle Bam Adebayo in some conversations to see what teams would get, and maybe I could finesse somebody. Because Bam is great. I know he exemplifies and exudes everything that's Miami Heat culture. But Bam, bro, like, it's still something there. I feel like you might can finesse somebody and get you another bigger piece for Bam. I don't know what Miami going to do, but they got to get another alpha they, in there. I think they should bring in, like, a lot of these championship teams because I don't know what the the wise of black cloud over these dudes. But, man, bring... Boogie Cousins and Dwight Howard back because these are two dudes that still, uh, with and such and with Boogie, you definitely got a lot in the tank. Definitely got a lot in the tank, and, and and Dwight can definitely help. Uh, hey, uh, hey, Mikey, Mikey, Dw Dwight Howard's team in Taiwan is asking that man to take a sixty-five percent pay cut in Taiwan. It's awful. It's awful. But, but but I'm just I just look at like what the white brings as far as defensively because we we not worried about offensively because I mean he can score under the basket get little tips and tip dunks and keep the possessions alive. But if you look how he played the Joker, yeah, in, the bubble in, in the in the bubble right or just whenever he played against him right, he always gave the Joker problems because the Joker has been overpowering everybody he plays. He wasn't Holy. able to do that with the white. If anything, the white was playing him straight up. Gardner straight up frustrating them, hands up, and he was blocking a lot of Jokic, them little shots that he hitting. The white was putting that shit on the glass. So like I would think like they need to pick the you know pick up, and, and, you, and you definitely need some veterans on your team like that that is going to help your locker room in tough moments, especially guys like that that have a lot of experience. You know what I mean? So bring back Boogie Cousins if you're a championship team caliber team. Bring in Boogie Cousins or bring in the white. You won't be disappointed because it'll, it'll work for you later on. I was talking with my son this afternoon. We got the grass cut. We had to cut the grass in the backyard. We got it together. We were sitting there. I promise you. We, we were talking and I said, yo, I said, Boogie Cousins should be in the league right now, either with the heat. Because I remember you saying that about, about, about the Miami Heat. But I, like, I still feel like the Lakers made a mistake. When they didn't go out and get Boogie, he's played with exactly. Anthony Davis. He has that chemistry with AD. He has that chemistry. You know the IQ gonna be there with Braun. He's been around the Laker organization, even though he didn't play that season. And with he the, got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, and he. I said, yo, I'm watching these highlights, and I know it's Puerto Rico league, which is a very competitive league, by the way. But I'm like, yo, this guy still has something in the tank. And I know, I know the Goofies are gonna say. He can't move the puppies. We know that. But one thing DeMarcus Cousins still showed, he proved he can do. He can get a bucket in the Miami Heat 
the Lakers, those two teams in these finals and the playoffs in this run, they were missing that big, that five, that stretch five man who can handle the rock. Exactly. Yeah, dribble, dribble handoff, pass out of the high post. I hope DeMarcus Cousins does get another shot in the league because we know the politics. We know he's not perfect, but the guy can play, and he could have helped one of these teams for sure. And he's still, and right now, like he said out his mouth on on Kevin on Kevin uh, Garnett's show, he's the third best center in the league. And when he's healthy and he playing, he on a team other than Jokic and MB, is no other center in the league that can mess with Boogie Cousins. I'm offensively, sorry, offensively, offensively, he can, he, yeah, he can do that, and I feel like. He's speaking out like that because he can feel like he's low-key being blackballed. He don't want to say it publicly, but we saw this happen to Melo. This happened to Melo. We saw Melo go on first take. We saw Melo had to go out on this whole campaign. Like I feel like it's a reputation thing. And behind closed doors, in those NBA country clubs, and those backroom conversations, some guys get ostracized. They get blackballed. And I don't want to see it happen to the boogie again. But Coach Spo, before I go, I got to say it one last time, Coach Spo. Live on the Some Dude Show. Come to death row, Spo. I know it. I know you want to stay in Miami. I know the women are beautiful down there. I know the sunshine. Q Rich said it. The Florida sunshine is immaculate. The vitamin D in Florida is so pristine. But Coach Spo, you had a great run in Miami. But it's over. The jig is up. Is the series up? Before I go, is the series over? I think we're getting to game six. I'm going out on my sword. Oh, so Jimmy Butler, so Jimmy Butler is going to rise up once again. Jimmy Butler is going to rise up again because I'm gonna say this, y'all. If Jimmy Butler goes out like this, I don't want to hear the playoff Jimmy shit no more because it's starting to sound like when they say uh, playoff P, like Paul George. We found out. We found out that playoff P that was a lie. He won't. He won't really play off P. He, he, he <laughs> had a, like he had a he, he had a run. He had a he had a brief run in my in, against the Miami Heat when he was a pacer with Indiana. But Jimmy, he had a great run this time. But if Jimmy goes zero two in the finals, what is that going to do to his legacy? Because if this was other guys, we would be talking about finals records. Wouldn't we be talking about finals records if this was anybody else? Nah, I think I think so. But like I told you earlier, because I just don't think like because we didn't expect the Heat to be there, and they already overachieved, and they was a playing team. Because remember, they lost their first playing game, and damn near lost, and damn near lost the other game to get to get even in the playoffs. So we didn't expect them to beat there. Didn't expect them to beat Miami. Didn't expect them to beat um the New York Knicks, and didn't expect them to um to beat the Boston Celtics. You know what I'm saying? So they they've overachieved. They they've made a mark. Now they let teams know like we can't take them lightly. Like even if they uh, are struggling during the regular season and they barely making it, we can't take these dudes lightly. Because I mean, Jimmy Butler just showed that. And and, and it, I think it, this this was a big showing for like the other guys that are like you know that came from D leagues and stuff like that or overseas, like a Gabe Vincent and you know the Caleb Martins and you know just the unsigned hero guys. That have been, you know, phenomenal up until this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, they did. I just, I just think they had a phenomenal. Run. I don't think they gonna this, this gonna really affect Jimmy. It's more so gonna, you know, enhance his legacy. Like, yeah, you know, you went in, you know, on a team that we kind of had you as the super underdog, just like he went against the Lakers, and he mean he held his own. I mean, it's just I think injuries are playing a part this time around. 
and his body breaking down. But I mean, it is what it is. You, you know, you know the agenda pushes on it push the agenda for a certain person. Jimmy that's ain't finna. That's all I'm saying. Jimmy, Jimmy ain't finna get no snyder, man. He gonna get more credit for getting there. You know, and getting and, and bringing that team there. Them dudes just capped out, man. They are who they are. A bunch of G leaguers in a, in a, a second a, a second uh, star uh, taking them to the promised land. It is what it is. Jimmy Butler did his thing, man. He carried them the whole playoffs. He just burning up at the end. You know, it is what it is. But he ain't gonna get no uh, slander for uh, going on to in the finals. Cause nobody so expected them to be there. I was watching that game, right? I was watching the game. I was watch. I was watching Jokic footwork, and I was just watching the way he uses his body once again, like so unorthodox. Like I called him the most dominant unorthodox player I've ever seen. And I was just daydreaming, thinking about a matchup with Jokic and like a prime Elijahwan. Like I think Shaq, prime Shaq, would really give Jokic a lot, a lot of issues. But I would love to see the skill. The toolbox back and forth battle with a Jokic and like a Elijah one. Like, cause Bam, Bam, you gotta get in the gym, Bam. If you're listening, man, if this gets back to Bam, Bam, you gotta work on your footwork. You have everything else. You have heart, you have the intangibles, God given athleticism. I need to see Bam. He's developed that mid range free throw line, elbow jump shot. Work on your baseline jumper as well. Extend your range to the three point line. But Bam has to work on his footwork too, because he's limited, and that's showing in this series too. Cause there's no wasted motion with with, with Jokic. He's moving to Twitter. the basket. He's moving to the basket every time. That's what you want. Not that side to side stuff. Move to the basket. You know what Bam need to watch? You know what Bam need to watch? If I'm Bam after this series, you know one player. I you know the one player I'm gonna reach out to. Cause I'm gonna say this quote, Bam, like I was saying all game, Bam. Use the backboard. <laughs> so now, I want him to go reach out to Mr. Tim Duncan. Go watch Jimmy D. tapes. Go watch tapes of Tim Duncan because the positions you have in, in, in that low post, you got good post position. You just got to learn. You trying to just teardrop it in, which ain't yeah, gonna work job. all the time. He got to use that backboard. If you can kiss that off that glass, they, that's that's gonna be an unstoppable for you. It's Yes, it's the fundamental. Use the backboard. A lot of these big men that's coming in. I know y'all like to shoot threes and dribble now, but watch Tim Duncan because I guarantee you, that's what's gonna polish old boy that's coming to the Spurs or uh, when Yami or whatever you know the number one pick. That's what's gonna polish him because you know Duncan's already agreed that he'll come in Mikey, time to time Mikey, and work with him. Mikey, you that's the last last art using that backboard. You don't yeah, see people doing that no that, and that's what I'm saying, because Bam can shoot it. He got a nice, you know, 15, 20-footer. But I just want to see you use the backboard more. Because you see Jokic. Jokic throwing that thing up, hitting it off the backboard like that. Use the backboard. Big man. If you're a big man and you play in that post, use the backboard for those angles. Watch Tim Duncan. Watch that's Kevin Garnett. Watch Kevin Garnett. Yeah, watch Rasheed well, Wallace. Watch Rasheed Wallace when he was in the post. When he's close to that basket, he's kissing it off the glass. Same with Garnett. Same with Duncan. Same with Vin Baker. You know what I mean? Are any Antoine, big Antoine, Antoine, J Antoine Jameson. Antoine, yeah, Antoine Jameson. Uh, 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 what's the name? Um, the other big man, Sharif Abdul Rahim. Another oh, big. He was, uh, he was nice. Yeah. You, you, you gotta use that backboard, bro. And that's why I'm been seeing him struggling because he's trying to just shoot it off the top, over the top, and and teardrop it in like a guard. And I'm like, bam. 
Use the backboard. Because guess yeah. what? When you use that backboard, it's a chance it's going to bounce off and you can get that rebound. That's But you got a better chance of getting that offensive rebound versus you just throwing it at the rim and it bounced wherever. You know what I mean? Use the backboard, man. If you're a big man, you're going to be a, you're gonna get a lot of time this summer. Reach out to Timmy Duncan. If you can't get up with Timmy Duncan, try to reach out to Kevin Garnett. But watch tapes of both of them. Just watch tapes of them. Did y'all see that? Did y'all see the interview? Did y'all see that interview? Some uh, Somebody sent it to me. It's actually several people sent it to me. The interview with Kevin Garnett and Tracy McGrady with T-Mac. T-Mac said my exact words that I came on here. I was talking about the over-dribbling with guys like Tatum, the trainers, working with the same trainers. It, he said my exact words. These guys got to simplify their games. Work on the basics. Like Anthony Davis this summer. I agree. Anthony Davis don't use the glass as much as he should. Like, it's the little things that win championships. Like, Jamal Murray, you see him going to the basket. He's using every possible part of that backboard. You saw the layup he made in game three, high off the glass, the soft-touch floaters. Like, Aaron Gordon tonight, he was making big shots, getting sneaky buckets. I, I just think the team around Jokic is so perfectly constructed. It's perfect.
They scared to come outside. Shout out once again, Q Rich, Quentin Richardson pulling up live on the Some Do Show, live on app. I told y'all, you never know who's going to come up and pull up to the Some Do Show. I appreciate everybody tuning in, man. In the chat, y'all going crazy with the helicopter propellers. But I'm going to keep it right here in Shot Town before I go. Shout out to Little Dirk, the new album, masterpiece in my humble opinion. Little Dirk doing it, speaking from the soul, getting back to the to the real dirt that I know. Shout out to Shot Town. Shout out to Q Rich once again. Shout out to Mikey Jets holding it down. Darnell Porter, all my guys pulling up. Uncle Phil, the some dude starting five. We live. The podcast Avengers, everybody on the Some Dude Discord, shout out to y'all too. Smash that like button, share the show. But we're going to ride out to some dirt, man. We're going to keep it shot town tonight, man. Appreciate y'all. Talk squad. You want me to know?
scream my name in the middle of Spain like Turkey, yo I got a story, got a movie, but nobody knows Believe me, I'm real, believe me, I'm true, for real You should know, nobody know, nobody know Nobody know, nobody know, nobody know Nobody know, nobody know, nobody know. Mm -hmm. nobody know. Mm -hmm.